Welcome back to Shnai Mikra, the OU podcast series on Parshat HaShavua. This is Menachem Liptag, and in today's share we continue our study of Parshat Ekev with Hamishi, the fifth Aliyah. We are in Perak Yud, chapter 10 of Sefer Devarim, Pasuk Yudbet, verse 12. In today's Aliyah, Moshe continues his rebuke and gets right to the point with an executive summary of what is it that God wants from his nation. Vatai Yisrael, and now the nation of Israel, listen. What is it that Hashem your God is asking from you? This seems to be God's wish list. What is it that He wants us to do? And we'll take them one at a time. First He says to fear Hashem your God and then to walk in His ways then to love Him and to serve Hashem with all your heart and with all your soul. We'll go back and explain what each phrase is referring to, but let's see now Pasuk Yud Gimbal, because the list continues. Lishmor et mitzvot Adonai, to keep God's commandments and His statutes. Asher onochim yom, those laws which I, Moshe Rabbeinu, are going to command you today in the speech. Lutovlach, and these are for your good. So let's take a look at each item that Moshe talks about. The first one is to fear God. That's rather obvious. Someone has to be awe and intrepidation before God, recognizing that He is the God who created him and the one and only God. The second commandment is to walk in God's ways, which usually is understood to emulate God. What Chazal say, We emulate His attributes of mercy and kindness. Just like He is merciful, you too should be merciful. The more precise definition of this phrase we find back in Sefer Breshit, when God first chose Avram Avinu and explained to the reader of Chumash why was it that Avram was chosen. In Perak Yudchet in chapter 18 in Sefer Breshit, in the story of the three angels that visit Avram Avinu and tell him about the birth of Yitzchak, and before Avram has his discussion with God in regard to the destruction of stone, Chumash tells the reader in Pasuk Yudzayin in verse 17 in chapter 18 in Breshit as follows, God had said, Vashem Amar Hamchasa Ani Avram Asher Ani Oseh, can I hide from Avram what I'm about to do? And then it explains that Avram was chosen by God to become a great nation. Through Avram, God would bring blessing to all mankind. This is an obvious reference to God's opening commandment to Avram Avinu when he was first chosen to begin his journey to the land of Israel. And then Chumash explains in Pasuk Yetet in verse 19, God explains, for what purpose did I come to know him? Why did I enter this relationship with Avram Avinu? In order that Avram would command his children, and then they their children, they would follow and keep the ways of God, and that's exactly what this passage is referring to, to follow the ways of God. And what is the way of God? To do justice and righteousness, in order that God would bring upon Avram what he said about him becoming a blessing to all mankind. So back in Breshit, in those key verses, where God explains to the reader, why was it that Avram was chosen in the first place? One of the goals of their being chosen was that Avram would begin this family tradition of emulating God, following his ways, walking before him by doing tzedek umishpat. So here, in every time in Chumash, where it says, when we are commanded to walk in the ways of God, this refers to acts of justice and righteousness as are explained in numerous places throughout Chumash. So that was 
point number two, to fear God and to emulate Him. The third item is la'avoto. The third item is to love God, la'ulahavoto. That we saw in the opening line of the mitzvah section, to love God with all your heart and all your soul. And the fourth item, to serve God with all your heart and all your soul, which is an extension of the mitzvah of Avat Hashem, as we saw in the first parsha of Kriyat Shema. Chazal also understand that to serve God here also means to pray the commandment to daven and pray every day is based on the phrase of Lavodat Hashem. These first four items relate to attitude. But in addition to this attitude and a way of life, we also have the framework of laws. And therefore, in Pasuk Gimbal, we had to keep God's commandments and the statutes that He's commanding you today, and those will be for your good. Being Jewish is not only keeping commandments. Being Jewish is a way of life. The commandments serve as a skeleton to keep a Jew together. But if you just keep the mitzvot and don't have the right attitude and walk in God's ways, you might fulfill every law, as Ramban explains in his introduction to Parshat Toshim to you, you can become a Naval B'Rishut Torah. You could technically not do anything wrong, but you could still be a rotten person. Therefore, the attitude and approach is also key, and it's not just about keeping laws, it's also about a way of life. On the other hand, it's not just about attitude, you also have to follow the strict set of laws, you have to follow the Halakha together with the right attitude. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to continue and explain to the people why was it that they were chosen. God, your Lord, has everything, the heavens and the heavens above the heavens and the land and everything in it. God's the creator of all and owns everything. But if he has everything, why did he choose you? Yet it was because he desired your forefathers to love them. And he chose from their offspring that followed them from all the nations, like we know today, to be his nation. It seems as though God is saying that it was out of love that God chose this nation. However, this can be misunderstood as that God wanted someone to love and therefore he chose our forefathers. It's not that God needed a nation to love. Rather, God needed a nation to serve him. God wants a nation that will represent them among the nations. Why was it that he picked the nation of Israel over any other nation? Why us over somebody else? That was a, a love decision. If you want to take the analogy to a marriage relationship. First, a person decides to get married for a reason, to establish a family. Why does he pick one spouse over another? That's a love decision. The reason why God wants a nation is to have a nation to serve him, to work for him. Lavorat Hashem, as he said in the opening lines. Why were we chosen? Why was the nation of Israel chosen? The offspring of Avram, Mitzach, and Yaakov over any other nation, because of this relationship, Am Yisrael has to always prepare themselves to serve God. Therefore, in Pasuk Tetzayin, verse 16, Umaltem et orlat levavchem. You must circumcise the covering that shows your heart. Vor pechem lo takshu'ol. And don't stiffen your neck again like you've done before. The imagery that Moshe Rabbeinu uses here is very meaningful because the covenant between God and His people that God made with Avram Avinu in the very beginning was Brit Milah where God told Avram Avinu Hitalech lefanai v'yet tamim chapter 17 in Breshit be perfect and lead the way in front of me and God told Avram Avinu I'll be your God and you'll be the forefather of my people the sign of the covenant would be circumcision figuratively speaking there's this covering that holds the heart from searching God God says take away that covering remove it and that will enable your hearts to connect to God 
to serve him with dedication. Also, because of the sins of the golden calf, where God saw this nation is stiff-necked, Moshe implores that the people do not continue the way of stiff-neckedness, instead turn their necks and their faces to serve God. The first half of this Pasuk has an allusion to Brit Milah. That covenant was formalized at Har Sinai. However, that covenant at Har Sinai was broken with the sin of the golden calf because Am Yisrael was a stiff-necked people, as God told them in the aftermath of that sin. Afterwards, God renegotiates that covenant with the Midot of Rachamim, which Moshe Rabbeinu will mention in the next several Pesukim. Therefore, this double command to circumcise your hearts and not become stiff-necked again relates to God making the covenant and Am Yisrael causing God to break the covenant and then to what leads God to reestablish the covenant with attributes of mercy, as he'll explain now in the next set of Pesukim. Now Moshe is going to continue and describe God's attributes so that we can emulate them. Pasuk Yudzayin, verse 17. Ki Adonai Elohechem, Hu Elohei Elohim, Adonai Adonim, Hashem, your God, He is the God of all gods and the Master of all masters. In other words, there's no other God other than He. Ha'el Hagadol Hagibor Vanora, the Great God, the Powerful and Mighty God, Asher Lo Yisab Panim, Belo Yikach Shochad. A God who shows no favor and takes no bribe. What else does God do? Pasuk Yitchet, Osem Mishpat Yatom Vamana, God does justice with the orphan and the widow. And loves a stranger to give him food and clothing. But listen carefully to the next pasuk. Pasuk Yitzchet. You must love the stranger because you were strangers in the land of Egypt. What we have here is an explanation of what it means to follow the ways of God as Moshe said in the beginning. Why does Moshe describe that God takes care of the orphan and the widow and the stranger. If God took care of them, why are we commanded to take care of them as well? If we have belief in God, why don't we sit back and let God take care? It's exactly the opposite. God is telling us that He takes care of the stranger, the orphan, and the widow. But how does God accomplish that? That is why He chose us. The world that we live in appears to have many imperfections. It's our job to perfect it. In what way is God's creation perfect? In the manner that He created man to perfect His creation. If we serve God and work on His behalf, when we take care of the stranger, the orphan, and the widow, it is though God is taken care of, and that's how we emulate God in His ways, we make every effort to perfect the creation that God made. This phrase that Moshe uses to remember, you must love the stranger because you were strangers in Egypt, is a repeat of what God said in Parshat Mishpatim, back in chapter 23 in Sefer Shemot, where God commanded the people after the Torah was given, not to oppress and mistreat a stranger, you know what it feels like to be a stranger, you have been sensitized, you know what it feels like to go through that, that's one of the reasons why God puts you through your slavery in Egypt, you're supposed to learn from that affliction and that national experience, how you must act when you become a nation, Moshe takes that phrase that God used in Parshat Mishpatim, and uses it here in his speech while explaining what is it that God wants from them in their day-to-day behavior. Now Moshe will summarize in Pasachav, Et Adonai Elohecha Tira, Hashem your Lord, you must fear Him, Oto Tavod, you must work for Him, Uvot Tidbak, you must cling to Him, Uvishmoti Shavea, you must also swear in His name. The idea of swearing in a God's name means you put your total trust in a God, and when you swear you're going to do something, you swear in the God that you think is the most powerful. He will be your glory and He is your God. 
את הגדולות ואת הנוראות האלה אשר ראו עיניך. He is the God who did for you all these great and wondrous things that you yourself saw with your eyes, not only coming out of Egypt, the miracles, also all the miracles in the desert that they have witnessed during these 40 years. B'shivim nefesh, yordu avotecha mitzrayma, it was only with 70 people that your forefathers went down to Egypt. Vata, and now, in the desert, as you're about to enter the land, samcha adunai elohecha, kichokhfei hashamayim l'rov, now God has put you, like the stars in the heaven that are so numerous they can't be counted, this is an obvious reference to Brit Ben Abtarim, the covenant of the parts, where God beforehand took Avram Avinu outside and told him, look at the stars, can you count them? And just like you can't count the stars because they're so numerous, so too will be your offspring. Because Am Yisrael is about to fulfill the next step of Brit Ben Abtarim. Not only did God take them out of Egypt and took care of them in the desert, they're about to conquer and set up a nation in the land that nationhood and sovereignty in the land was promised in the covenant of Brit Ben Abtarim, the concept of Yerusha. And now, Amisar are about to embark on that conquest. Therefore, Moshe uses the imagery from Brit Ben Abtarim as he gives this final rebuke. Notice how in this section, Moshe Rabbeinu alludes both to Brit Ben Abtarim and Brit Milah, where earlier he said in Pasuk Tetzayin, Umatemet or Lat Lavavchem. And now he talks about Kochvei HaShemayim Lerov, two key phrases from those two covenants from Sefer Breshit. Now Moshe continues in this rebuke, reminding them about their attitude. Perikir Aleph, chapter 11, verse 1. Ve'avta et Adonai Elohecha, you must love Hashem your God, ve'shamarta mishmarto, keep diligently all the commands that He gives you, ve'chukotav u'mishpatav u'mitzvotav kol hayamim, all of His statutes and laws and commandments all the days. Pasuk Bet, v'idatem hayom, you should know today, ki lo et b'nechem asher lo yadu v'asher lo ra'u, you should know that it's not your children who are going to follow you who've witnessed all these great miracles that God has done and has gone through all this Musar, all these lessons that God has taught you in the desert. You are the people who are going to conquer the land and establish the nation. God has given you these extra opportunities to make sure that it's crystal clear to you who God is and how important the responsibility you have is to establish that nation. You must pass that tradition and those stories down to your children so they should also continue that religion and that faith. All the signs and the wonders, the things he did in Egypt, to Pharaoh and the king of Egypt and all the land of Egypt. What else did you witness? What God did to the army of Egypt its horses and its chariots, when he flooded the Red Sea over them when they were chasing after you. That army was destroyed to this very day. Moses reminding them of all the events that were in the desert. First, that happened to the first generation that maybe some of the people when they were young still remember. And now the things that happened in the desert, Pasuk Hay, all the things that God did for you in the desert until you came to this place here in Avot Moab, now in the 40th year. What God did to punish Datan and Aviram, when the land opened up its mouth, when the earth swallowed up their houses and their tents, and everything that was at their feet, you witnessed that event. Moshe now summarizes, 
את כל מעשי אדוני הגדול אשר עשה. Because your own eyes have seen all these great and wondrous things that God has done. Because of this, Moshe implores one more time that they must keep the laws that he's going to teach them. Ushmatem et kol ha-mitzvah asher nochim et tzavcha ayom. You must keep this entire commandment, what we call the mitzvah section that we are in the middle of, that I am commanding you today. Laman tehzeku uvatem v'yirishem et ha-aretz in order that you become strong and steadfast and you'll come and conquer the land asher atem uvrim shama l'rishta that now you're crossing over there to inherit. Laman tarichu yamim al-adama in order that you remain in the land for a long time because if you sin you'll be thrown out but if you keep God's laws you will remain on the land asher nishma Adonai lavotechem latet lehem ulazaram that God had sworn to your forefathers to give them and to their offspring after them Eretz avat chalavudvash a land flowing with milk and honey. In the next Tiliyah, Moshe will continue this rebuke and words of inspiration in relation to the climate of the land of Israel. That will be the topic in Shishi, tomorrow's Tiliyah.